candy girl. <laughs> and you got me. <laughs> Sugar. Aw, oh, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. <laughs> and you got me rocking you. I'm Lena. I'm Grant. And this is Sex Archie. And we could be watching the X-Files right now. No. But we're going to talk about this Riverdale episode instead. Yeah. It's Darren Morgan's week. Come on. If it wasn't available to stream later, I would be, but, <laughs> but. That's right. We're a Riverdale recap podcast, and we're here to talk about Chapter 24, The Wrestler, uh, by Greg Murray and Devin Turner, and directed by Greg Araki. It's a lot of Gregs. It's a lot of Gregs in the house, with a lot of Gs. Yeah. Uh, you might recognize the director, Greg Araki, as a, a central figure in the uh, new queer cinema film movement. Cool. I did not, but cool. And this episode did have a lot of sweaty, hunky men throwing each other around. So, hey, who knows? Maybe they know what they were doing there. It, it is a pretty episode. So what happens in it? Uh, so we we start this episode one week after the absorption mm-hmm. of, of Southside High into Riverdale High. Uh, everything's back to normal. Jughead is invisible and getting shoved in the lockers. <laughs> But at the same time, nothing is the same. Because uh, Archie is having to deal with basketball tryouts and the feds. And life is hard. <laughs> He's pretty good at basketball, actually. It seems to be his sport. Yeah, I don't know why he plays any other sport other than basketball, because he seems pretty okay at it. But like, he's got to keep his conditioning up. I mean, it's a small school. In my school, every guy who played sports played three sports. It's not a small school. It's pretty big. It did just double, after all. They can have a football team. The school in my town could not have a football team. It was not enough children. My school had a football team. Yeah. 18 kids, so everybody played both sides of the ball. The years where I would have were supposed to be going, there was not enough people. And they were also the basketball team and the baseball team. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Anyways. Sure. Uh, we and then also... we get a history lesson, uh, Cheryl's uh, oral presentation. Yes. About uh, General Augustus Pickens, the founder of Riverdale, and we're about to have Pickens Days commemorating yes. this event. Uh, her her great great something great grandpappy. Barnabas B. Blossom. Uh, was like, did she say banked? Like gave money? Or, yeah. Yeah, she like supported Pickens. And and so she wants him to get his due as the true founder of Riverdale. Yes, yeah, so it should be renamed Blossom Day, of course. Of course. Of course. But we all know that Nathaniel Tremblay III actually founded Riverdale, yeah. right? We can yeah, agree. Yeah, yeah. And, and his, his um, woodpecker wife. <laughs> Uh, prediction for next episode, someone does eat a salamander and jump out the window. The Lodges, Fred, the mayor, Sheriff Keller are all in a meeting. The secret underground meeting at in the Fred's, Andrews living room. Yeah, at Fred's table. <laughs> They'll never see it coming. I got, uh, There's an FBI field office in your backyard, Fred. <laughs> he just thought it was a new shrub that Archie planted. <laughs> <laughs> so the Lodges want to make pickings... Or, Pickens Day uh, bigger. They are sponsoring it. They're going to make it a bigger event. And Fred's like co-sponsored by Andrew's Construction. Let's remember. Like that's anything different these days. Uh, Veronica's there too. Mm-hmm. Well, she, she's part of the family business. 
She's uh, in on all the meetings and the secrets. And so they they talk about how they they want to hire the serpents to be security. Yeah, because that worked out so well for like the Rolling Stones in the seventies. Because that will really help the two the two sides become one. Is mm-hmm. let's have everyone else have fun, and then let's have the serpents be the manual laborers. Just have them come in through the servants' entrance. Sure, yep. sure. Fred is all about how you know they they do need to like reach out to the Southsiders and mm-hmm. and that we haven't all turned our backs on them and that they're welcome. And then Archie shows up and is like, what's going on, guys? I'm just afraid we're missing the true meaning of Pickens Day. It's getting so commercialized. Yeah. I just need Linus to read a selection from the Gospel of Luke (laughs) about frontier spirit and and American exceptionalism, I guess. Yeah. 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 Veronica will not kiss sweaty Archie. We learned this. <laughs> it's a very important thing. The most important thing to take away from that scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, over at the the Cooper's household, there is an awkward uh, meal scene. First of several. Yes. Uh, and Hal is just all like, how long is he staying? And why were you bloody? And questions, questions, questions. As time goes on, you begin to wonder if Hal has ever said hello to his own son in the past week. I don't think so. I don't think, I don't think so. so. Can uh, I get you anything while I'm in the kitchen, chick? <laughs> no, none of that no, has happened. No. Would you like another glass of water with dinner? No. Or even, can you wash the dishes? Just nothing. Nothing. Nothing approaching conversation. Uh, so we learned that the guy that was beating Chick up in the last episode's name is Marcel, and he is also like the... He was setting, <laughs> he was setting Chick up with his clients. Yes. For what we can very clearly guess is is a camming business. Yes. Judging by the camera, but we don't know that for sure until like three scenes from now. Whatever. Yes. But, but like, yeah. come on. Yeah. And he's like, oh, he, he wanted me... To work, but I I was not feeling it at the time, and I didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And then there's a whole conversation about scars. Yeah, they're she's, they're scar buddies. She's like, oh, I can show you the scars from the other times I've been beaten up. And this makes Betty go, oh, scars? You have scars? I have scars. Let's show each other our scars. It's a little strange because I'm like, did anyone else know about these scars? <laughs> I don't remember a scene where Alice or Hal learned about her digging her fingernails into her hands. And they're just like, let me pour some more orange juice here. Like, what? Orange juice? Come on. Those are mimosas. <laughs> no, that, that'd that be the Lodge family. These are screwdrivers. They're just trying to get through the day. Uh Oh, and like, Chick's like... Oh, from like digging your fingernails in. Yeah, I know. I used to do that too. It's They're building bridges. They are, but it's it was kind of weird. It was kind of weird. Not your average bridges. These are very special bridges. I'm just a little concerned by how no one else in the family seemed concerned. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, our kids are all fucking nuts. Archie's talking to Mr. FBI. Mm-hmm. They're all planning a party at the kitchen table. Like, I don't know what's going on. The, the agent's like, why weren't you at the party? Like, why would he be? The party planning session, what? yeah. <laughs> He's not part of the business. Yeah. So then uh, FBI agents all, well, both of them are like, how can we speed this up? I need to get back to basketball. Do you have a relationship with Hiram? I only have No, a- he hates me. <laughs> we gotta change that. Archie, you gotta get in deeper. I've only got a four episode contract. <laughs> So the whole plan is that Archie needs to be Hiram's best friend. Best friend. Uh, at school, Betty is showing around Chick's picture. 
Mm-hmm. And Kevin's like, man, he looks familiar. Oh, well, I'm sure I'll figure it out later. And, and Jughead's in, in two the... scenes, countdown begins. Jughead was like, hey, from, from the woods? Like, what? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'll figure it out. And Veronica wants to make sure everyone is coming to Pickens Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, she Jug- doesn't want there to be, you know, slim Pickens at the party. Yeah. 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 And Jughead's like, the serpents weren't freaking invited. She's like, what are you talking about? Working is not being invited. Yeah. You don't count the caterers in your head count, okay? It's very different. Yeah. Uh, then there was a reference to Snowpiercer, and Snowpiercer is a great movie. I don't know even remember what the reference was, but I was like, Snowpiercer, great movie, watch it. Well, Jughead was talking about how, like, they're in the Snowpiercer train, and, and the serpents are the ones eating cockroach logs in the back. Yeah, you just gave it away, spoiler! That's like 15, 20 minutes, you find out what the, the food bars know. are. But you don't know! You don't know! And then it's, like, really gross when you find out. Yeah, but then they go to the sushi car, and it's magical. Spoiler, though. Allison Pill is the best she thing in the so movie. She's so good. She's so good. So good. I love Snowpiercer. Anyways, <laughs> so so Jug has to go, though, because he, he's interviewing uh, Tony's grandfather, mm-hmm. who is the oldest living serpent, and that for... is for his oral presentation. Mm-hmm. Uh, is everybody just like... Going back to their oldest roots within the town in order to fight some sort of proxy war? I guess. <laughs> yeah. So Archie uh, goes up to Veronica and is like, I don't think your dad likes me. <laughs> She's like, what are you talking what? about? Actually, yes, he does not he like doesn't. you. He doesn't. You don't speak Spanish. Oh, I can drop French and take up Spanish. <laughs> And then she's like, well, actually. He loves the Wrestle Boys. Really into wrestling. He was a champion wrestler back in his Riverdale High days. And suddenly, Archie's like, you know, I was talking to Reggie, and I was thinking about not doing basketball, the one sport I am actually good at, (laughs) and could maybe get that college scholarship that I want. Instead, I'm going to go out for wrestling. (laughs) What do you think about that? Coincidence? Crazy. Archie, you're terrible liar. So Jughead and Tony are with her grandfather. He he is telling the story of his people. Yeah, uh, um, Tony's grandfather is Native American. He he comes from uh, the Uctena tribe. He says represented by a horned serpent. Mm-hmm. And so the the remains of uh, Uctena culture became the the founding uh, uh, foundation of the serpents when yes. when he was a young man. Yes, because General Pickens massacred all of them for we, the most part. We find out later it's a, a body count of over 400, according to historical documents, men, women, and children. The serpents were formed as a way to keep the surviving like family members and, and mm-hmm. tribe because together uh the the last survivor of that massacre was tony's grandfather's grandfather yes now that that is an actual word for a horned serpent uh uctena comes from uh the cherokee language mm-hmm. so while i'm not sure that there is an actual tribe there, there is a thing yeah like, maybe what they're going for is they're a local uh, community of Cherokee that, that were in this area? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, you might also recognize the word as a, a tribe of werewolves in the World of Darkness setting. Interesting. <laughs> Which, 
I, I have not forgotten about making character sheets for the serpents. <laughs> that might be something I have to do when the show goes on break because I've been very busy yes. with all of my other shows. Yes, there's a lot of things going on at once. It was a bad week for me. I apologize for the delay. Veronica and Josie are making a poster for auditions for new Pussycats. Yeah. Uh, because uh, they they are planning to sing together at the Pickens Festival, but they need more band members. It's the only way to make a public event successful in this town, is to have Josie and the Pussycats perform. Yes. So the mayor comes home, and she's not very happy. Hell no. And she's like, what are you doing? I thought we were focusing on your solo career. And then Veronica says something. She's like, I was not talking to you. (laughs) I need to speak to my daughter. Get out. She's always been very uh, uh, hands-on, very stage mommy with Josie's career. But this is a little extra something. This is something else on top of that. Yeah. Kevin calls Betty and is like, so I just remembered where I remember your brother from. Uh, (laughs) He is a video gigolo, a webcam boy, cyber trick. Yeah. Webcam boy. A webcam boy. The modern superhero. Cyber trick. (sighs) Watch out, cyber swine. I've played a cyber trick. That's really what his webcam videos are. <laughs> it's just let's play some cyber swine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, everybody, we're uh, doing an all aggressive route, and he just uh, does it with like out a shirt on or something. He just plays cyber swine. Every time cyber swine does an action roll, I take off a piece of clothing. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so he needs to see Betty right away to talk about that. Yeah. At the lodges, Veronica tells her mom about the weird interaction with the mayor, treated like she's a bad seed. Hermione mentions that the mayor's not comfortable with their business practices and that Veronica's involved. Because it's creepy and weird and she's a minor, so it doesn't even seem legal. Yeah. 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 And that, oh, well, she keeps being a bitch. I'm going to have to talk to her. <laughs> And, like, by talk to her, I mean kill her. Last time you talked to somebody, he had two broken legs. (laughs) Then we are at wrestling tryouts, and... Kevin is secretly jacked under all those Uh, cardigans. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin's good. Well, V-neck sweaters, excuse me, but... Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Hiram shows up. Uh, He's just there to check out the team. He was a champion when the current wrestling coach was in his first year. He was, like, one of... The coach is like first, yeah. um, like the first team or something. Right. Uh, and Hiram is known as Hiram the Ram Lodge. Because it's in the name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sheriff Keller shows up as well to this wrestling try. I'm like, when is this an open door thing? He loves his son and so much. He's very proud, especially when Archie and Kevin uh, team up for practice. And Kevin just takes <laughs> him down multiple times, smashes in the floor, flips him over, and Sheriff Keller's just over there going, yeah, that's Ke- my boy. Kevin disassembles Archie Andrews. <laughs> multiple times. Hey, I faced off with Moose and football. Fo- this is not football, you jackass. There is technique. And then flip, pin, flip, pin. <laughs> Good for you, Kevin. Uh, and then Kevin's talking to Betty about how it just felt so good. <laughs> you look at him and he's like a porn star, but he's not 
good at wrestling, and this is great, and I'm better at him than something. Specifically a 70s porn yes, star? Yes, 1970s porn star. Kevin is all about vintage everything. Yeah. His, his idols are 1950s Hollywood actors. I, I love Kevin. Okay, he's got this love I for- I love Kevin. Love for vintage stuff. He's all into, like, D&D something <laughs> or other. I want him to join- <laughs> Swords and serpents. I I want him to be there. Like he just shows up. He's like, guys, why don't you tell me there's a gaming group? And then they just have to let him in. And then he he, shows up in a cape with a pointy hat. Then he becomes a serpent. And then he and Joaquin are one. And then he actually makes them play like board games. He's like, guys, come on. We have nothing. We have no like gang things to do today. Just play the game with me. And then they all really like it. Mm -hmm. And they're like, man, maybe we should actually like play games during our gang meetings. (laughs) And Jughead's like, no. And Tony's like, shut up and play the game. Roll your, be your dragon. Like, come on. But then. uh, So in this episode, though, in the one that actually happened. Yeah. So uh, Jughead interrupts. And he's like, oh, sorry if I'm interrupting. And Betty's like, you're not. And Kevin's like, well, you are. But fine, I'll leave. <laughs> Kevin has apparently taken over. Uh, he, he now writes a gossip column. To fill them inches. And I want mm. to read the gossip column. I know. I If I was like in the writer's room, I'd be like, uh, can I just write the gossip column? Put it on like social media or something. Right. Because... It'd be a great way to k- check in with minor background characters that we haven't seen in forever. Yeah. Like those two hangers-on Cheryl used to have in the first season. Yeah. What's their deal these days? I want to know. I want to know. Jughead uh, shows Betty that he's he's been working on an article, and it's about Tony's uh, grandfather. And, and it, it's about the- uh, Colonel Barnabas B. Blossom and General Augustus Pickens. And uh, the founding sin of Riverdale because we have to have a new one, I guess. Yes, yes. Every uh, 10 episodes, there's a new dark secret in the past. And Betty's like, well, are you going to get Hiram to like leave a statement? So uh, Veronica and Archie are talking about how Kevin's going to help Archie with wrestling things. Yes. I think this is the scene where uh, uh, Veronica mentions Foxcatcher. All of these teens are really into indie films. They are. I can't wait for uh, Call Me By Your Name to be uh, mentioned in season three. It's going to be great. We're all going to cry. Veronica asks Archie to to sing with her and Josie at Pickens Festival. Mm Mm-hmm. The picking party. Because her dad would, you know, really like probably to see them sing together, and that would be very nice. And it's back at the Coopers. Chick rushes into the house. Uh, he had gone back to the hostel he was staying at, and Marcel had gotten rid of all of his stuff, threw it out. He's, he's extremely upset because that's his entire life. He lost his camera, he lost his laptop, and all the clothes or whatever, and, but yeah. his his moneymaker is gone. And, and Betty doesn't understand, like, you went back there? Like, <laughs> like it's he's... my life! <laughs> It's also where you've been stabbed with a box cutter. Like, how many clients are you going to get to come visit Mr. Bleedy? Maybe that's their thing. I don't know how shady this operation is. But they have a little bit of a fight because he's like, you can't think me staying here is long term. I don't understand what you like. Like, why do you think I, I need my stuff? I need my life. Like, I'm not yeah. going to live here. 
in Mr. Lodge's office, he gets a phone call and it's uh, Jughead Jones <laughs> so calling good. to ask him a question. So uh, I'm just calling uh, for some background on an article I'm writing about uh, a massacre of 400 Native Americans paid for by Barnabas B. Blossom, uh, perpetuated by General Augustus Pickens. Uh, would you care to comment? And before he even gets all of that out, Hiram hangs up. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Betty. I think that's a no comment. Yeah. I, I think. Yeah. Betty digs up her old laptop mm-hmm. and goes and knocks on Chick's door, who doesn't answer right away. And she leaves it there and starts to leave. And, and he opens the door and uh, she just basically says, like, I'm sorry, all your stuff's gone here. Yeah. Yeah. She's, new stuff? Yeah. There's stuff and, here for you. Yes. And she, she's like battling the fact that she's helping him, but also like helping him be a webcam boy. I'm sorry. Not it's, sure about. The term is cyber twink. The term is cyber trick. Trick. Yes. Yeah. He's also a bit of a twink. Like, come on. Come on. He's very twinky. Like a. Cake with frosting inside? No, the opposite of a bear. <laughs> Darling, a, a, a cub? <laughs> no, no, a cub is like a bear, but we're going to have to have a talk later. The opposite of have a bear. Have you heard of otters? No, that's way too next level for you. I'm sorry. What? Otters mean something else? I love my sweet wife. I love. I mean, I know, I, I know it means, twink means something. I just don't actually know what it means. And I'm very confused by the opposite of a bear. If Archie had chest hair, he'd be an otter. No, he's not cute enough. <laughs> he'd be like a, a penguin. Because they fall down a lot and they're very clumsy. And Well, goofy. no, he'd be a red panda. Hunky we, otter. We all thought Kevin was a twink. Turns out Kevin's a hunk. Got those muscles. When you say opposite of bear, though, I'm trying to figure out what animal is the exact opposite of a bear. Hummingbird. Moving on. <laughs> an anemone. <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> and then I'm like, how is that chick? Why is he an anemone? He's an enemy of Hal Cooper. <laughs> Where were we in this? Uh, Veronica and Archie are practicing in her room, singing, and Hiram comes in and is all like, what's going on in here? I need to police norms of toxic masculinity. Blah. And then Hiram goes into some big speech about how there's no defeat or there's no shame in being defeated and you're really bad at wrestling and you should stick to basketball. No, no, you should stick to music. Oh, well, he says some stuff about basketball first and then you should stick to music. Uh, I'm glad you're realizing you are more suited to the pussycats. Yeah. And uh, a just really sly remark about how, you know, I'm not uh, so worried about you being alone in my daughter's room anymore <laughs> after watching you get torn to pieces by the sweet little cinnamon roll Kevin Keller. He's got muscles. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin could take a lot of people down, I he think. He could. I am no longer worried about him cruising in the woods. <laughs> he will tear your ass in half yeah. one way or another. <laughs> So Veronica says something supporting Archie, and he's like, oh, thanks, babe. And then they do the longest smooch ever. Not just supporting him, like, in general, but supporting his sex appeal. Like, the message is, no, no, don't worry, Dad. I totally want to fuck him all the time. (laughs) And we do. It's great. Now let's make out right in front of him and suck face. (laughs) 
What is this family? So Archie's like, okay, well, actually, I'm going to go home and practice some moves with Kevin. Or that <laughs> Kevin taught me. Yeah. Uh, see you tomorrow at tryouts. Then it's an awkward breakfast at the Coopers. Uh, Round two, fight. And Hal's just all like, do you know who used to sit in that chair, chick? Do you know? And I'm just like, you do have like two more chairs. Why are you only <laughs> sitting on three sides of the table? They really love The Last Supper. They're big Da Vinci yeah. fans. They're, they just like to pretend they're in the theater and performing to the audience the whole time. Mm-hmm. I was like, do you know? Do you know whose chair that was? That was Polly. She was my daughter. I had a daughter. Did you know that? You're just filling a void. Chicks is like, doesn't bother me. Whatever. And then he tells him, like, I wasn't planning to stay for free. I wasn't expecting this to be free. I'll pull my own weight. You'll get your rent at the end of the month, asshole. Yeah. Wrestling. Uh, they're going to learn the fireman's carry, which was, guess whose signature move? The Ram! So, of course, he is there. Uh, He's wearing merch commemorating his own high school yeah. career? Yeah. Ram tough. He needs a volunteer. And there's Kevin with his hand raised. There's some other guy Background with his hand Background no-name guy. And <laughs> Wrestling in the... 90 pound See, weight class over there here's where things go wrong archie should have just stood there instead he's like crosses his arms and kind of like looks in the other direction like you do like don't pick me don't pick me i'm i'm just staring at this light bulb on the ceiling <laughs> you can't do that no you could get picked if you're the one that's like wandering around which is exactly what happens and uh, yeah hiram performs a clinic on that boy Gives a speech while holding him in a headlock on the ground that uh, is a very effective move. When the opponent gets cocky, it demoralizes them. And then he whispers to Archie, I always win. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, you're like 40. You're huge. (laughs) Yeah. So in one of the classrooms, uh, Tony is reading Jughead's article out loud. unhappy. She's she's pissed. Well, Jughead's article doesn't just talk about you know, the, the history of this massacre we've all forgotten. Mm-hmm. It goes into this weird, like, white savior complex about it and, and painting uh, Grandpa Topaz as, as a broken down victim. This this hapless sad sack that can't take care of himself. Yeah. And, and putting all the blame on the north side. There, there wasn't a north side. It's not like the descendants of Pickens and, and Blossom. It's just the north side. Yeah. You know what? The South Side is built on this legacy, too. All right? I mean, they have an institution that is keeping some of that memory alive, but it's the same land. It's the same colonialist past. Yeah. She is pissed at him and lays this all out for him and that it was not his story to tell. Right. The, The mayor rushes into Josie and tells her that she is not performing after this article is has been written because mm-hmm. there might be picketing or there might be a riot. Yeah. Josie's like, no one's rioting. It's <laughs> Riverdale. We don't do that until maybe four weeks from now. <laughs> she goes into Josie about how about the lodges and like, let me tell you about them and how they do business and Veronica. This then leads Josie to rush in on Veronica, who's practicing, and she is out. Mm-hmm. And that she doesn't like it being manipulated by a lodge. Her mother may have to do what Veronica's parents want, but she doesn't have to do what Veronica wants. And, like, 
your mom doesn't really have to have to. She's choosing to. Yeah. And like it might be difficult to stop, but it's not impossible. Mom definitely knew what she was getting into. Yeah. Come on And chose to do that. And like was doing some of that before the lodges were back around. I do love that all of these kids are better people than their parents. Yeah. Except Archie. Except Archie. (laughs) (laughs) The best he can hope for is equal, but that's because Fred Andrews is an angel sent from heaven. Jughead, it depends on if his dad's in jail. (laughs) They they do seesaw, those Jones boys. (laughs) Mama Blossom is putting a a wreath on the big old statue. Mm -hmm. Um, Which Cheryl chides her for. It's not like anybody can see. Yeah, there's no paparazzi around, like... Yeah, the Riverdale paparazzi. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Cheryl brings up the fact, well, what about Jughead's article? How do you think we got started in the maple syrup business? Ah! <laughs> and then Mama Blossom goes on about, like, how they had a hand in every business. Yeah. The, 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 the ma- railroads. I don't think she says mine, but if there were mines, they'd have a hand in the mines, the, the banks, the this, the that. Yes, the- even the brothels. Kevin to Archie and tells him that you're getting better, mm-hmm. getting better. Uh, but questions, you know, why wrestling now? Why this? And uh, are you trying to impress Mr. Lodge? And he's like, well, it didn't start off that way. But yeah, I'm like, no, it started off that way. <laughs> Literally, Veronica's like, oh, my dad likes wrestling. And he's like, oh, I'll go do wrestling to impress your dad. Like, I'm like, what are you talking about? See, he's trying to practice his line <laughs> technique. Yeah. Yeah. It started that way. So then back at the, the Coopers, uh, Chick goes up to Betty and is all like, you know, wondering why. He uh, asked a lot of questions. Yeah. Every line is a question. You know, why did you give me what you give, gave me? Why are you trying to help me? Well, you're my brother. No, no, no. Things are a transaction. What do you want? You mm-hmm. have to want something. Uh, and... She talks about how she's trying to figure out who she is, that there's a darkness inside her, mm-hmm. and that she thought maybe he had it too, and uh, she definitely thinks he has it now. Yeah. Uh, and Polly used to have darkness inside her, but they're out now. Yeah. The yeah. little gr- demons are yeah. out. <laughs> Basically, if, she, if he ever wants to talk mm-hmm. about anything. So Archie goes straight up to Hiram and was like, so why don't you like me? What did I do to you? Why don't you like me? I was like, well, your dad slept with my wife. And, so uh, uh, your, your whole family name is tainted. And I don't think any of you are good people. I hate your dad's dick so much that I don't want you around. I don't think you can take care of Veronica. I think you're weak. And he's like, what are you talking about? I took care of her while you were in prison. You would dare say that in my home. It's my face. And then Veronica comes in and is like, what the hell is going on? Why are you guys going to kill each other? We are having a friendly conversation, Veronica. She does not buy it. Everything's fine. And, and Hiram tries to say that, oh, I was, you know, saying that uh, we would, I would offer him some training for wrestling. <laughs> it's all what this is. Uh, so then Archie wakes up to his, his phone ringing. His bed head like, must have taken like three hours to perfect. It, it looks like this Sydney Opera House up there. Yeah. It's perfect. Um, and it's Hiram calling him at like 4.30 in the morning or something. He's like, be outside in five minutes. And I'm like, Archie, don't go outside. He's going to like oh, no. knock you over the head with a baseball bat and you're going to end up in Sweetwater River. He gets down to the front yard and Hiram's holding like a pair of skis. <laughs> 
Uh, so they they go for a run together, and then it starts to be... Hiram outruns him. Yeah. Like, we're, we're going to outrun each other, and I'm outrunning you. Goodbye. Uh, then they go eat some really shitty-looking food at Pops that looks like egg whites, s- cooked spinach, and canned green beans? I thought it was rice, mushrooms, spinach. It was definitely egg whites. Was it? it was okay. like It was breakfast. Okay. It was definitely like egg whites. Yeah. Scrambled egg whites. Okay, because you want protein and not carbs. Yeah. Because he's trying to gain muscle but drop a he's weight class. He's trying to drop five pounds. Yeah. It looked really bad. I was like, since when does Pops make bad food? <laughs> since it's on request from their new secret owner. Uh, so Hiram- Is that still a secret? Yes. Okay. To everyone but Veronica. Okay. Uh, Hiram talks about why he loves wrestling. And- it's one-on-one. It's not about how strong you are, how big you are. It's a contest of wills. And so you'll never win, Archie. And here's the deal. I'm going to tolerate you. That's <laughs> such a good line. Until this runs its course. Because boyfriends come and go, but fathers, we're forever. And I'm just like, you're going to die. Fathers fathers die. I'm not going to make a joke. <laughs> we made this joke two weeks ago, I think. Maybe last week. <laughs> it was last week. But like, nope. <laughs> but like it's true. <laughs> Unless, unless you're like you, you're, I don't know, you're pumped full of something that's gonna make well, you yeah. live forever. He's like Peter Thiel. He's he's going to inject the blood of young people into his veins uh, so he stays young, healthy forever. At at the lodges, Veronica tells her mom about how Josie dropped out of uh, the performance, and uh, Mom Mama Lodge is all like, "Oh, I'll take care of this," and I'm like, "No, don't go kill people." <laughs> uh, and Veronica's like, "No, no." Our family just works differently than others. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I got a plan. She's got a plan. Jughead goes to Tony and her grandfather and apologizes. Sort of. Sort of. We, we cut it eventually on... becomes sincere. Yeah. Like, he, realizing. It sounds like this call to arms until Tony reminds him that it's supposed to be an apology. <laughs> yes. And, and then he says, I shouldn't have used your story. And he has a moment where, like, I shouldn't have. I I really shouldn't have. Yeah. I did not have the right. To continue your crusade against the people you grew up with. And her grandfather says that he opened a wound that needs to be healed. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly there's, like, a plan. Ooh, everybody's got plans. Uh, so we are back to wrestling again. It is the last day of tryouts. Veronica shows up to cheer on. Everybody shows up. Along with the up. entire school. The stands are filled. I don't think the matches get this much attendance. No one comes to the matches. It's all about tryouts. Uh, so the coaches decided to change things up. <laughs> and Archie is going against Chuck, who is like a whole weight class ahead of him. More than one. He's More like, than one. like 20, yeah. four, he's maybe like, 40 pounds heavier. Yeah, he has so much muscle. He's huge. And he's taller. And Chuck's like, time for Thunderdome. <laughs> that is not an independent film, Chuck. <laughs> Maybe it technically is. I don't know what studios were messing around in Australia in the 80s. Yeah. Empire Strikes Back is an independent film. Technically, yes. Yeah. Uh, so they they start wrestling and Chuck knocks him down. Then Archie rolls away. Then Archie flips him and pins him in the same move that Hiram did to him. And the whole time he's doing this... He just stares at Hiram straight in the eyes. While he's choking out Chuck Clayton. Kevin is such a good teacher. Yeah, he's so good. Kevin's amazing. Kevin does not get enough screen time nor support. I want Kevin to grow up and, and be a wrestling coach. He's clearly got the skills. Yeah. 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 He made Archie good at he a could sport. He go to like wrestling Olympics. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then we're at awkward dinner at the Coopers. Or some meal. I don't mm-hmm. know which meal this is at this point. This is when I, I noted that the show, uh, that this director really loves symmetric frames with a lot of square shapes. Yeah. Uh, Archie and Hiram uh, in that meeting before their workout together, uh, squaring off each of them backed by uh, a bookcase. This one, the whole framing of the uh, the breakfast table with the square chair backs. Yeah. Yeah. It's a definite look that they keep returning to. This meal is really where you like capture one of those like moments of being a child and mom and dad are fighting and everything's awkward and you're a teen and you just don't want to be there. Yeah. And like Betty and Chick are both just sitting there in silence, staring at a fleck on the table Mm -hmm. as everything happens around them. This ham is lovely. Um, and Alice is like dishing stuff out and talking about how they can't have empty stomachs for Pickens Day. Uh, it's their first outing as a family. And Hal, of course, is, well, I'm not going. Yeah. How are your eggs? Are you still Pickens at it? Goodness. So it's Pickens Day and we're they're all out. Everyone's there. It seems way too foggy for an outdoor event. It's it's pretty foggy. It looks to be about forty five degrees. And it's very. That, that is not when I want to eat maple flavored snow cones. I once had maple cotton candy, and that was really good. Why didn't they have that? That's a- I don't know, because there was there was like a, a fall fest or a harvest day or something. It was at um like the local nature place. Ooh, and they had maple cotton candy, and it was phenomenal. No cotton candy tastes as good as that. But anyways. Sex Archie is brought to you by Maple Cotton Candy. Ask for it at your local nature place. <laughs> nature place. Uh, Hiram and Archie shake hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Archie's like, are, are, we, are we done? Are we done, Mr. Lodge? And uh, Hiram invites him over that he should, he should come over to talk tonight. And I'm just like, don't go. Don't go. You're going to get stabbed. Also, bring a car with a very large trunk. <laughs> Alice is walking around with Chick and Betty and is like, oh, you have to have a maple snow cone. Uh, Hal shows up freaking out about, do you know what you brought into the house? He did some snoopins. Uh, did computer snoopins. He was a snoopy snoop. Uh, he is an investigative journalist, I suppose. And, and is, is going off at them and Betty's trying to stop it. And uh, Alice is like, I threw you out once. I will do it again. Being a camp performer is not illegal. And there's no reason to consider it immoral. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to remind everybody who listens to this every episode from here on out, I guess. While we're doing these sex worker uh, arcs. Yep. Chick is a a legal adult. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. You can do your whole not under my roof thing, but you're wrong if you do it. Okay. (laughs) Within your rights, but still wrong. Yeah. Also, have a whole, have an actual conversation with your son. Once. Once. For once. Once. So, uh, I tried to have you aborted. That can be your opening line. Who knows? Yeah. That's one way to break the ice. Uh, so Ma Blossom sees all this. Mmm. And watches. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fred gives an introduction to Pickens Day and introduces a new twist on an old favorite, and it's Veronica. And the Pussycats. Welcome back, Valerie and Melody. We missed you. Where, yeah, where have you been? Missed you. And Josie 
is stunned. She is. And I'm just like, yes. You're out of the band. The band moved on. Yeah. They're they're doing stuff without you. You were so worried about getting played by Veronica. She played you double. Yeah. I love this for the fact that, hey, Josie, you aren't the pussycats. Yeah. There there are two of them. So if anything, they are the pussycats. (laughs) They outnumber you. They outnumber you. You're not indispensable. You're talented, but not irreplaceable. Yeah. So then they sing a song, and towards the end of the song, the... They, what they sing is Union of the Snakes by Duran Duran. Yes. This is significant. This is significant. Because then the serpents show up in full-on protest with lots of signs. And, and their mouths duct taped. Yes. Except for Tony, because she has the megaphone. Yes, and she is going to give the speech. And on seeing this, Cheryl takes her candy apple and shoves it at her mom and goes and joins the protest. Into her fur. She ruins her mom's outfit. I was like, Cheryl, yes! You're doing something right! (laughs) Tony gives a speech about representing those that are dead Mm -hmm. and um, the sacred land and how they need to honor stuff and that they're not going to stay silent. Right. But then she is cut off by Hiram being a complete ass shit. He just jumps up to the stage, grabs the mic, uh, and shouts over her about how, yeah, I love being in a community where we let our young people uh, speak their mind, and that comes from such a, a diverse heritage, and we wear our diversity with pride, and that's why you should all buy my condos. Like, it's... And Tony's just there like... Almost in tears. Yeah, he's straight up taking the the look and just slapping it on a billboard as a sales pitch without any concern for their call for justice or respect or reparation. Uh, uh, Hiram Lodge has gone peak neoliberal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, and, and Jughead is like ready to rush up there and I think pummel Hiram. Oh, hell yes. Uh, but Grandpa Topaz, like, grabs him and says no. <laughs> Ugh, I hate uh, Hiram. I hate uh. Hiram. Hal is sitting there all sad with an ice cream? He's got a snow cone. Snow cone. Snow cone. He's got the snow cone sadness. And uh, Mob Blossom comes up and let's get you a proper dessert. And I have nowhere to be. <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah, I thought... That her earlier eavesdropping was like, ooh, some dirt to do the thing. I Now we'll, we'll learn where Cheryl gets her, her blackmail skills. But it seems like, ooh, a guy with disposable income who's going to be alone tonight. And then I can use this as blackmail later. Yeah. It's yeah. A, it's, maybe it's a twofer. Yeah. Back at the Coopers, a uh, chick goes to Betty and is like, I have a confession to make. Uh, the other night I came into your room while you were sleeping and stared at you like a creepo. I was just really into Stephanie Meyer. You're a little young for it, but like my generation. Uh, and he's like, I understand why you came for me. You're you're alone here. It freaks me out that he even sounds like Dave Franco. <laughs> yeah. He is he Dave Franco's blonde same, stunt they have double. The same jawline. He, they're the only two people on earth who have that jawline. <laughs> um and so then he, he talks about why he webcams and that, yeah, he can make money, but it's an escape. It's a mm-hmm. way to get away from the darkness he feels inside. And she wants him to show her. Yeah. 
Uh, so then the voiceover tells us that the dark education of Betty Cooper begins, and the criminal education of Archie as well, when Archie meets Hiram late at night mm-hmm. in his study, and Hiram wants to know his five-year plan. He's 16. Uh, he's like, well, I'm going to be in college. <laughs> he's like, for music? No, business. Maybe oh. I'll buy back my dad's company from you. Hiram keeps on hammering, like, if you're going to be with my daughter, I expect the best out of you, so you're going to need the best teacher. Why don't I teach you the ways of business? And while this is going on, Archie ignores the call from the FBI. Which would be disastrous if he took it for the FBI guy. Yeah. Like, excuse me, that's very... But I'm going to disrespect you right now and take this personal call one No! Yeah. FBI guy seemed very upset, though, that Archie didn't he's, answer his call. He's doing the thing you want! Potentially! Uh, so then the next morning, Keller and the Lodges and the mayor are standing in front of the decapitated statue of Pickens... With, like, red paint Mm -hmm. along the neck. Talking about how they're going to... The Lodges want swift and extreme prejudice taken and actions. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is very much something the serpents would do, right? Wink, wink. Mm. We might be skipping ahead to uh, predictions a little early, but are you thinking this is another uh, Reggie-style false flag operation? Total setup, yeah. Okay. Complete setup. That's the end of the episode. There you go, the end. Yeah. So, darling, what'd you think? It was interesting. Because it was so, like, Archie-focused. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's been a while yeah. since we had such an Archie-focused that's episode. That's true, that's true. It's also, I mean, in a sense, it's the first real episode we've had of any kind in a long, long time. Because, you know, the finales and premieres have very special jobs to do. Yes. So, this is the first time we've had just a meat and potatoes, you know, here's a plot, we're going to develop things episode since more than a month. Yeah. So it feels good to get back to that. Yeah. The way Mark Consuelos sells this antipathy, this loathing, but with a veneer of respect and and, uh, respectability is so good. I love the way he hates Archie. Yeah. (laughs) It's so good. It's so thick. Yes. The air is just so thick with hatred when he speaks. And he's got so many degrees of it that seem to be like on a knob marked with how many other people are in the room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not into this whole Veronica business thing at all. I think she's become a much less interesting character through this. Mm-hmm. I think there's potential for it, but they're fucking it up a little bit. Yeah. The the potential that's there is in these scenes we're not seeing. Yeah. It's in the, the parts of it that they have to keep secret, so it's all behind closed doors, it's all a black box, but I, I want to open up that box. I want to see her, what she does in these meetings. Yeah. But we're not allowed to know what they're doing for however many weeks. And it it's just, it's And we're not going to get flashbacks to those good moments, yeah. we're just going to learn the outcomes, so... Because mm. we're not seeing her in action. Right. And we're still left with, like, kind of the confusion of... Is she really in on this, or is this, like, some secret plan she has of being in on it mm-hmm. for something else to happen? It's making her very dull. You're just doing dumb things, and I don't <laughs> understand. I would be happy to learn that she's intentionally trying to throw monkey wrenches to explain why she thought anything she did last week was going to work. It yeah. was all bad well, decisions. And, like, that's a big thing, too, is 
like they keep giving her these tasks and they're like stupid and the way she's going about it i'm like that's not gonna work but this week her big move her big move was great amazing perfect pitch perfect but yeah i'm not enjoying that i want kevin to really join the swords and serpents club it's a good episode when you just want more of kevin when kevin does practically nothing but he's always there and he's the best part of everything good character and they don't utilize him enough and it drives me nuts i think there there's a degree to which they're trying to always leave you wanting more and that's smart i would love another episode like the cruising one that's just primarily about kevin's life yeah but i like that they're rare i like that you know they're they, they don't overuse this uh magical tinkerbell creature about him it's just more like like even those that little scene with him talking to betty about mm-hmm. how he's just like man i felt great <laughs> like just more like small interactions like that would even be nice mm-hmm. because sometimes there's just none. those are the bad weeks you, yeah you think same it- thing with like some of the other characters are just like i just want a little bit more mm-hmm. it's not enough to just see them in the background i would like them to have at least a couple sentences to say reggie got knocked on his ass at basketball practice yeah that's it that's, that's all it. he did that's it <laughs> well i mean it would have like spoiled like the surprise of who veronica's with but i would have liked a little bit of a snippet of her talking to valerie and melody at the end or something well, later she, on she tried talking to melody but she just didn't have much to say <laughs> she doesn't talk but you know something yeah yeah, yeah. okay they're there and this is great and this is a really cool plot like can we just have a teeny tiny little like scene at the end or even just seeing them like go get snow cones together or something i want one of them and like josie watching and like not knowing what to do (laughs) would have even been nice oh that would have been great like the three of them having girl talk was josie watching from the outside yeah that would have been a a really good six second scene yeah an insert. And it can be one of those things where, like, they're in passing and it says it's panning to, like, something else happening. Mm-hmm. Come on, Greg with two Gs. You guys should call us <laughs> up, okay? But anyway, let's look <laughs> to the future. What okay. do we think is going to happen? It's predictions time! I think we're going to see Cheryl take up the cause of the South Side. Yeah. I think uh, Cheryl as either a means of teenage rebellion or because, like... It's, She's having a Pacifica Northwest moment. Yeah, it, it was easy to see her her history project as uh, just self-serving, trying to get her family's name on top. But maybe it was also just trying to get to the, the truth behind the mythical figure of General Pickens. And now that that truth has been bared, like, okay, no, I'm, I'm with this now. Now now I see it. I'm, see, I'm seeing what my family is. Yeah. And what we've done. Mm-hmm. This is a problem. I bet Nana Blossom was around for that, too, somehow. <laughs> yeah. Nana Blossom is like a thousand years old. Yeah. Um, we don't know whose Nana she is. She's everyone's <laughs> Nana. I definitely think that Hal is going to be blackmailed mm-hmm. by Mama Blossom. Is Hal the only one, or is she... Oh, no, she's collecting it on everyone. Mm-hmm. She's going to blackmail the whole town. That That's her end game. She's telling everybody, no, I just really like doing dates. Yeah, no, no, no. But she no, is, no, no. She is collecting secrets. She is paying attention. She is snooping. She's picking up all that pillow talk to flip it into uh, Thornhill Reborn. Yes. Yeah. 
speaking of Blossom stuff, I think we're due for whatever uh, she saved from the burning house to come back up again. Yeah. That's been dangling since uh, episode one of this season. That has. Can I just say, not a prediction, but go back to what I love, something I love about this episode <laughs> is that it paints Jughead as exactly the kind of asshole who's like, I'm pretty sure I'm 164th Cherokee, you know? Like, he immediately becomes that guy, and that is so good. That is so good. Yeah. Yes. Well, well, obviously, Chick and Betty are going to bond over their darkness. Mm-hmm. Because we saw that coming at the end. Yeah. Betty, Betty's going to go Dark Betty. and <laughs> Like, on a permanent basis? I don't know about a permanent basis. Ba- maybe she becomes, like, Caitlyn and Flash. <laughs> where like she can't really control it uh-huh. but sometimes she's kind of it's like this weird like one of them's in control and then the other one's in control and then one of them's in control and she's all like i can't control it i'm not okay with this it's, it's like the jekyll and hyde i thought it was yeah back in the back before yeah. we met polly yeah yeah <laughs> that happens that happens okay yeah. okay archie is clearly headed for a, a point of no return where he has to choose between hiram and the fbi Hiram and his father. Yeah, exactly. It's going to come down to which of them can protect his dad. If he sinks the case against the FBI, then there's no case that could go bad for his dad. But if he slams dunk the case against Hiram, then his dad's immunity is protected. Yeah. So that that's the decision he's going to have to make. He's going to have to weigh those. And he's going to have a lot of untrustworthy people whispering things into his ear about it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We did just learn that all of Riverdale is an Indian burial ground. Yeah. Like, there is fertile ground, so to speak, for plenty of horror nasties to come out. Yeah. Which you'd really expect from Greendale. Yeah. 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 I I want those bloody deer to come back and give Archie visions. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. (laughs) That's right. Mr. Lodge loves deer hunting. (laughs) They're going to go deer hunting. They're going to go deer hunting. And then... (laughs) Hiram's going to accidentally shoot Archie. Yeah. Accidentally. Yeah, accidentally, my I ass. thought he was a deer. Sorry, darling. I only strung him up to the tree because I hadn't yet realized he wasn't a deer. Archie, with that haircut, you don't need to wear the orange safety vest. You're fine. Anyway, put this hat on. That's yeah. how it goes down. Yeah. Then he's going to, like, skin him. <laughs> <laughs> Make an Archie rug <laughs> for Wait. his office. Uh, no, he's not an otter. It won't really work. So, uh, it's time to move on to our next segment. Don't skin the otters. That's right. We're back with another Digest the Digest. Now, uh, let's tell the story of where we're getting our material from from here on out. Our stories are now coming from my original collection of Digest Mm -hmm. magazines. Uh, Uh, When we were in Michigan over the holidays, I brought back... Half, a third of my collection. Mm-hmm. About 20 pounds or more. Yeah. Uh, you know those boxes that like computer paper comes in when you buy it like in bulk? Full to the brim. Yes. And that's, as I said, like half, a third. <laughs> so every week we're going to be picking one at random out of the box. Yes. And doing the first or second story out of it. Yes. So we, we are taking a story today from Betty and Veronica Digest Magazine, number 114. Uh, it looks like this is trademarked uh, 2000. That makes 2000. sense. It still has the uh, Comics Code Authority stamp. Yep, yep. This was back when it cost $2.19. 
And uh, there is an ad for Kirby 64, Kirby That's and the Crystal Shards. And gummy savers and... <laughs> There's all sorts. It's, it's a bit of a time uh, capsule. Sabrina the Teenage Witch uh, novelizations. The Mac with like the colors. Oh yeah, the colorful iMac. That's we'll talk exists. about the story eventually. Yeah, trust in a second. Us. Hold on. I gotta see. I gotta see. Anyways. So, if at first you don't succeed, lie, lie again. That is what it is called. This this, this strip omitted the writer and artist credits. So yeah, uh, I don't, I don't know. I'm gonna guess Dan Parent, but it's just a guess. Betty and Veronica are at the beach. Betty's gonna go check out some swimsuits. Veronica uh, is all like, "I got a plan of my own." I am checking out that mega cute lifeguard over there, and he is gonna save me. <laughs> uh, so she goes dancing into the water, uh, singing, you know, girls just want to have fun, and then pretends she's drowning, but he doesn't notice her just skipping along. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then she's like, help, help, save me. Uh, and he goes out there and he's like, just stand up. You're on a sandbar. Like, come on. While a child laughs at her face. Yes. Uh, and she's like, but what if I were allergic to sandbars? Then don't be at the beach because you're allergic to everything you're touching. <laughs> Yeah, it's just water and sand. There's no good spot for you on a beach. So then she's like, I'm not discouraged. My waterproof lip lip gloss should do the trick. And so I guess she just like kisses her leg and smears some of it on there and then comes running out of the water in pain Mm -hmm. because she got stung by something which she believes was maybe a Portuguese man of war. The, The glossy spot is supposed to simulate some sort of burn. Yeah. But he doesn't fall for that either. Because he can tell it's her lipstick. And a child laughs in her face. Yes. So then she's very mad and she just grabs her inflatable raft and decides to just go float on it for the rest of the day and forget about him. A while later, she is sleeping and she is woken up by the lifeguard who is in a boat. And she's like, oh, just go away and leave me alone. It's like, well, I could. But you're like a mile out from shore, Uh, so I can give you a lift or you can just stay here. So she jumps on the boat and he's like, oh, well, you see, though, me coming out here to rescue you, I hurt my back, so I need you to row. So she rows them back. When they get there, he comes clean that he never hurt his back. He just wanted to give her a taste of her own medicine. Mm -hmm. So then she breaks the paddle over his head. While a child laughs at her. I think he's laughing at him now. (laughs) Kid just thinks things are funny. And she says, if there's one thing I hate, it's a deceptive person. The end. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How would you Riverdaleify this? Well, first thing, that laughing kid, that's Sweet Pea. That's Sweet Pea, yes That's the first change. Yes, it is. It's totally Sweet Pea. We have not seen the beach in Riverdale, which is surprising considering how beach-oriented so many strips are. Yeah. That's a challenge. Mm -hmm. Well, we we need a leisure activity that is supervised. Uh Uh-huh. She's going to go bowling. Oh, okay. She's going to go bowling, and she's going to... uh, The the guy spraying the shoes is actually a pretty hunky dude from uh, Riverdale Community College. Yeah. An older boy, you see. Yeah. Betty's going to go off investigating, like, I don't know, somebody's embezzling from the Riverdale Register or whatever. So it's just Veronica alone. She, She... Tries to bowl well, doesn't get his attention, steps over the line, gets uh, reprimanded, but not really the sort of reprimand she's hoping for. She's not being a naughty enough girl, I guess. Yeah. 
Uh, and then she threatens to buy out the whole bowling alley. Yeah. And so what does he do? I can make it worth your while if you let us uh, keep things going. And he slides her a key to one of the rentable lockers. She opens it up and there's gold bullion. Yeah. There's just stacks and stacks of gold bars. Ooh, cliffhanger. Yeah. Yep. But Sweet Pea knows all this. Yeah. He's been laughing at her all night. It was a cross uh, a click outreach program. And now Sweet Pea knows about the gold. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with the beach being the shore of Sweetwater River. Okay. A, a river beach. River beach. You know, you got, you got some little banks and stuff. Now... Is it the part of the river beach where uh, Archie and Grundy were? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's right where they fucked. You get potty mouthed on these episodes. Because <laughs> I'm allowed to swear. <laughs> so, yeah. Where, where they ground their gears. Yep. Bump those uglies. Yep. The reason we're there, though, is uh, it is a special school field trip on nature conservation. Mm-hmm. And the class is being led by Dilton's older brother, Ah, Duncan uh, Doily. Sure, we can call him Duncan. <laughs> uh, so Duncan ha- has been away uh, at at grad school. Ah. Uh, doing great research in national parks, and uh, he's almost found them all. <laughs> he's incredibly hunky. Uh, he's the exact opposite of Dilton. And so, so they are all there, including Sweet Pea, who is going to laugh at everything. Mm-hmm. But v- Veronica's very interested in Duncan here. De- instead of, you know, beach things, it's, it's a nature cl- a field trip. So she decides that she is going to find, find some nature <laughs> to, to make him very interested in the fact that she, she is good at this. I want to hear Camila Mendez says, I'm going to find some nature. <laughs> Find that uh, nature. I'm trying to decide if she really finds a snake or not. Well, she's the the lodge that cried snake. Yeah, yeah. She think, okay. She says she finds a snake, but doesn't. Yeah. But then she's like, "Oh, I think I found like a snake hideout." <laughs> she knows nothing. Yeah, it's called the white worm. We've all been there. <laughs> it is not a snake hideout, but she has stumbled upon a possum hole. A possum hole. The possum hole. I think that's the bar where all the ghoulies hang out, the possum hole. <laughs> and uh, instead of, you know, Duncan being interested in her, he's just very interested in the possums. And she's like, well, dang it, I need to find something different so he'll pay attention to me and not the possums. So she um, goes in into the water to, to look for something. And what she ends up with is a leech <gasps> on her foot. Oh, no. So then she's like, ah! my leg my leg and she's like burn it off burn it off and he's like no it's just a leech it's one of of nature's creatures we must be delicate with it we do not want to hurt it and then he's like talking to it and he's named it philip and he's showing it to everyone and she's like well damn it and so she's very annoyed so she decides to hop in a canoe a canoe and and canoe down the river a little bit jj used to canoe well then She's really bad at canoeing. Yeah, I bet. And she ends up taking the riverbank towards the rapids. Okay. As this is happening, Duncan realizes the canoe's missing, Veronica's gone, and he's like, well, she took the bad canoe. She took the canoe that has a leak in it. This is a... Oh, I gotta go get her. Ah! 
There's a leak in the boat. <laughs> There's a leak in the boat. And so he rushes off to get her. Meanwhile, her boat is breaking apart and she is drowning in the rapids. JJ to be- <laughs> used to drown in the rapids. <laughs> to be continued. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, that's enough of that. I think. Didn't you like it? It went some places. It went some places. Like into a possum hole. A possum. And instead, let's talk about what we know is going to happen. Okay. Uh, the next episode is called The Wicked and the Divine. And that is unusual because this is not a film title. This is. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is a comic series ongoing uh, about gods reincarnated as pop idols. Cool. Yeah, L- Lucifer is uh, awesome. is Bowie inspired, and there's a prince inspired god, and etc. This only goes to show that the movie deal is real. It's actually going to be produced because otherwise, its inclusion as a Riverdale episode title makes no sense. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. So what we know from the trailer from the trailer, uh, Dark Betty is going to be making appearances on a laptop. Dark Betty is out, and she has logged on. And locked her bedroom door, and Alice is not okay with this. Now, and- I'm not okay with it either, because she's a minor. And this this, yeah. this is the line our society has drawn, that our, our legal system has drawn. Chick, don't encourage your underage sister to do things when she's underage. Say, wait a couple of years. And I would say at least she has a mentor showing her, you know, the ropes to, like, protect herself. But he got stabbed with a box cutter. So he's not doing so good with that. He doesn't really know. Penny, Penny's back. FP also seems to yell in Jughead's face, you brought the north side down on us. The big question is, where is the head now and who decapitated it? Yep. And there's a lot of quick cuts of people being very upset. And lots of <gasps> faces. Oh, oh. Yeah. Now, I'm excited for next week because it's the second episode of the season by the big man, head honcho, Roberto Aguirre Sacasa. Mm-hmm. Coming back from, I guess, managing everyone else's scripts and writing Sabrina. Yeah. And hopefully writing some scripts for Afterlife with Archie. Come on, give me my zombie stories. Seriously. But... There's also some news that broke today about a further episode. We're going to talk about it more, but we have to share that four episodes away Hmm. will be a musical episode. Apparently it's like a dream, a dream sequence musical episode. Okay. Is what I've heard. What I thought was that it was going to be about them putting on a musical. So like everyone's singing... But it's not a musical per se. It's it's not the same sort of uh, gray area diegesis. Yeah, it's them actually singing, but they're putting on a show more more Glee style. I have heard Glee style, mm-hmm. like in a thing describing it. They're doing going full Glee, but then I've also heard or, you know once did the same thing. All that music yes. was diegetic, but I also heard like dream sequence. But being like the whole episode, mm-hmm. which if that's the way it's going, I'm going to assume it's Jughead dreaming because Cole Sprouse says he does not want to sing. <laughs> and like they would have to like over his dead body, would he do a musical episode? So I'm going to think it's his dream. Mm-hmm. And he's walking through this dream being like, why is everyone singing? <laughs> Did I get knocked on the head? The way they made this announcement 
was by putting up a casting page for Riverdale's production of Carrie the Musical. Yes, directed by Kevin Keller. Assistant directed by Fangs Fogarty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh... I hope they bond, which means then, like, two episodes after that, we call up Joaquin. Carrie the Musical <laughs> is the most infamous flop in Broadway history. Yeah. It ran for a total of five performances. It did not last even a week. No. And it cost $8 million in 1988. That's a lot of million dollars in 1998. An exorbitant total. Uh, It has been remounted to greater success, borne by this cult legacy from that disastrous production. Yeah. Remounted with new songs and And new book and all that. Sequels made. I, I love that they're grabbing onto that bit of cult ephemera. Yeah. It's so good. So yeah, I'm, I'm sure we'll have more to say about that in the weeks to come, mm-hmm. but... It's exciting. I couldn't not mention it tonight. It's very, it's very exciting. So exciting. So that's it for now. We're going to be back at you next week talking about Chapter 25. Uh, thanks for joining us. As always, we really do appreciate it if you give us a, a rating and review on iTunes or, or Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever else you find us. It does a great deal. Mm-hmm. And also tell a friend. Word of mouth really helps other people find us and might give you something to talk about with more of your friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One thing that uh, I noticed is that this season has been getting uh, steadily and significantly higher ratings on broadcast than uh, the first season of Riverdale. I'm going to think it's because we're bringing people around to it. I'm going to think it's because people binged Netflix in between seasons. Probably. But, you know, keep hope alive. <laughs> we, we did get a, a little bit of an update on the, the Riverdale convention. Some of their we ticket might, packages are on sale. And if we need that package, we got a crowdfund. My God. <laughs> Waiting for the, the poor people package. <laughs> yeah, but now they're talking about Cole Sprouse as a tentative guest, so... Mm. But I'm not apparently allowed to talk to him according to the frequently asked questions of the page. Can no. I talk to people? No. No. Can I, can I ask for a hug? No. You come in. You stand on your spot. You smile. You leave. Can I tell them a personal story? No. no. It's very weird. If we could put Cole Sprouse on, on a conveyor belt, we would. We're so what, go- you can just like touch him as he goes by? We're going to glue your feet to a moving walkway like you're at the airport. <laughs> yeah. Every two seconds, that camera flash is going off, whether you're in frame or not. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so with that. I'm Elena. I'm Grant. And from us here at Sex Archie. Video gigolo, webcam boy, cyber trick. Sugar. Ah, oh, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got me rocking you. Break it down. Sugar. Ah, oh, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. Break it down, come on! And you got me, and you got me, and you got me! Break it down, won't you please?